everybody in this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Car puts the pedal, Cars 3 puts the pedal to the metal to take the top of the box office. Plus, Neil and I saw some movies. What about Carrie Lane? <laughs> well, you'll find out next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This is the show, of course, where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to... I don't know, I got run over by that bus right there. I got thrown under, so... Mm. Prognosticate. There we go. Thank you, yes. About the I box need a voice box ahead. to say it for me. <laughs> uh, I'm one of your host, Frank Moran. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, where you'll find all about the films that I watch. I'd have to go Jackie. You'll find out about all the films that I watch that may or may not necessarily be related to this show uh, online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D. I'm like, I can't talk. K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Uh, I, I'm just so starstruck because right before this, uh, we had the actress who played Bookwist on American Gods After Show. So go watch that when you're done with here. And then if you follow me on Instagram, you could see us in the studio being cool. Look at that. Because she's cool. And, of course, the gentleman who makes us look and sound so great. The one, the only, Neil Plumley. Hey, guys. You know, I do what I can with what I got. My name's Neil Plumley. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. I feel like that's that insult to us. He does what he can with what he's got. Like, we're not now, giving him that much. Uh, I wanted to speak real quick, too. Uh, we are live with this. So if you are watching live, feel free to uh, comment. And uh, if you're watching it later, comment down below. I was going to say comment down below, but our screen's over there where we see your words. Um, we started later because my show, American Gods, went late, which made Veep go late. And thus, we are here. That is correct. So in case you're all thinking, like, wait, do we miss anything? No, you're you're fine. We you're just, just coming we in. We sometimes have to shuffle shows uh, to accommodate special guests, and it's definitely worth it. So we are here now to talk about movies. That's right. And uh, Neil's been kind enough to give us a little extra time mm-hmm. on, the, on the tail end, as he was saying. So we're going to be here till 4 a.m. talking ha. about movies. Ha. Right, Neil? If you want to make that commitment, Frank, I'm here. <laughs> but just know, we can't. Once the doors are shut and the show started, you can't get out. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. It's 4 a.m., guys. 4 a.m. or bust. Get ready, oh, Carrie. Boy. Dig deep. Where I put on my adult diaper, so I'm prepared. A little call back to Rough Night, which I'll get to in just a little bit. Okay. But as always, folks, you can like us. <laughs> You can link us on Facebook. Uh, give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you know what? Don't just go there and just subscribe. Also, I was hoping to have a visual aid with this. Give a there it is. thumbs up right there while you're watching that page. And, of course, the chat is up and running, too, as well. So feel free to oh. chime in. Yes, we are early, technically, guys. That's the other thing, too. I realize we are starting early because since... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we were late. That's true. And I'm like, no, no, guys, we are early <clears throat> because of the guests for American Gods that shuffled this earlier. And then we're like, yeah, let's do it an hour earlier or so. And then, so, anyway. So, it's we're just basically a mess today, guys. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be up front. It's, yeah. it's, uh, we're a mess, but we're going to get our act together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than this uh, this bumpy start <clears throat> time, it's going to be that usual high level of performance and quality that you've come to expect from Box Office Breakdown. Yes. Sure. All Movies. Right. Movies. Movies! Uh, let's w- zoom on over. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> right there, Carrie Lane with the excellent segue of the evening. Yes, we'll look back at the uh, our, our weekend's top five. And it all starts off with Cars 3. Look at that. Zoom into the top of the box office there. Not unexpectedly. Yeah, I was like, nope. Kids movie, big franchise. It's been a little while. Trailer looked so exciting that I, I was like, 
What is this new trailer for this movie? Yeah. Uh, so. It came in $53.5 million. Mm. Uh, I saw the film. And? and I enjoyed it. It was Good. much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the Cars 2, I mean, Cars 2 drives me bonkers. Can we pretend think, 2 didn't happen? You absolutely can. Okay. You can skip over 2 and you're mm. not going to miss a beat. In mm. fact, I, I would prefer, yeah, you can just remove 2 from that universe okay. and 1 and 3 make great uh, great okay. companion pieces cool. to each other. Uh, you know, still I have my, my issues with the, uh, as we talked last week about the universe where these sure. cars exist where you've got buildings and stuff like why do cars need buildings? Yeah. You know, but uh, regardless, though, it is a great story about uh, mentorship, legacy, uh, I, you know, just uh, uh, female empowerment as well. It's very always a win. Yeah, it, it was great. So uh, I, I got a little teary eyed several times during oh. there. And, you know, I mean, okay. certainly one thing is uh, Paul Newman, who was uh, uh, Hudson, mm-hmm. uh, Hudson Hornet in the first film. Of course, he passed away. Mm. But they're able to take some pieces there uh, from his dialect to have it kind of repeat back there Aww. in the third one, which is nice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's like I, a weird way of immortality. Yeah, and what was I thought was really cool is what's easy to do in an animated film, and I never really thought about it, is that you can do flashbacks to an earlier thing, and it's easy with animation because you're just bringing back the animated figures. You don't have to worry about a live act, a live action character that. Maybe dead or oh, maybe sure. younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when that in that flashback and trying to recreate that. Yeah. But you can do that in animation. It was just yes. really cool for them to put in some nods to the the previous film, mm-hmm. and it just it was really cool. I, I, I liked the way they did it. It was a, a, a very enjoyable okay. film. I might yeah. actually probably try to go see it then. Yeah, you won't. Uh, I don't think you'd be disappointed. Cool. Yeah. I did like the first one a lot. I just, and I never got to the second one. I was like. Eh. Yeah, this first one, uh, this third one, kind of really hits a lot of the Got same it. kind of emotional tones and beats that the uh, the first one did as well. So, I liked, yeah, I was I was really I was really stoked, really liked, uh, really happy about that. Uh, but uh, coming in at number two, uh, we've got Wonder Woman. Still, still kicking butt there. I was going to say, office. still holding on strong. Still holding on know? strong. That's right. Forty point seven million dollars, just a thirty percent drop. Not bad. Yeah, doing fantastic mm-hmm. there. Uh, in fact, I just took a little peek in to watch just the uh, the No Man's Land sequence mm-hmm. while I was in between mm-hmm. films at the theater. And man, that, that theater was packed. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, fans still want to be seeing this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three, who, which uh, was I think took everybody by surprise at the box office, was uh, Lion Gate's All Eyes on Me, the Tupac Shakur film. Very cool. Good, good for them. Yeah. I saw... Um, Someone I follow on Instagram went to the premiere, so I was like, oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, they did a really good focused target, uh, mm. target marketing on it, and uh, people were expecting maybe $15 million, and it really blew away expectations for that. Good job on them. Yeah. Uh, number four was The Mummy, third Universal, $13.9 million. And it this dusts is- itself off. <laughs> this is a film that our beloved Neil Plumley went and saw. Woo! If you follow us on, on Twitter, he, uh, well, first on Snapchat, where he mm-hmm. uh, had a good omen about that as he went to the theater and he found some refuse connected to the mummy. But uh, he tweeted out that he went to go see it. Neil, your thoughts, sir? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. That, okay, so, well, zero of the characters. Mo- like zero of their motivations made any sense, except for Aminette. 
the villain. Okay. Okay. She made perfect sense. She had she had uh, um, uh, she had a threat Kay. that was raised against her in her ancient Egyptian times, mm-hmm. and she took action against it, and she was cursed because they found her. And then she's just trying to just fulfill what she was trying to do earlier. Makes perfect sense. It's super easy. Everyone else, I, I, I can't even, like, at some points they're like, no, we can't do this. And then other times, like, no, well, I guess we have to do this with, like, zero, zero, like, footholds on what they had said earlier. Um, it just, uh, <laughs> it's so hard to dissect a movie like that just because it was, it was, it was just, like, you know, stupid. Now, would you, because I felt it wasn't. It did, the movie didn't make me hate it while I was watching it, but I didn't think it by any means was a good movie. But I didn't feel it was as bad as the critics made it out to be. But still, by I still was like, it's still terrible. But did you feel? Do you think it was as bad as critics said, or do you like? Nah, it's not as quite as bad, but it's still a bad movie. Well, it's it's kind of hard to say because I went into the movie with all those reviews sort of in my head. So I guess. I guess I thought it was a little bit better than what they had uh, described as, only is only because I was just, my expectations were so low. Um, but honestly, Tom Cruise like should not have been in that movie. Uh, some of the chat totally agrees with you. Alvin says Tom Cruise was so out of place in the Mummy, and it was a Tom Cruise film, not a Mummy movie. And uh, binge it forty five goes. I like the first thirty minutes of Mummy. Yeah, the first thirty were pretty good, but they, you don't. I mean. Yeah, sure, but okay. you don't have any time to mm-hmm. mess anything up at that point. But yeah, just there's some things I don't want to give a lot away. But sure. there's some things that happened that were just like, like they literally revealed it to you with a character being like, "Hey, I'm super glad you did this, but what are we doing here?" And I'm just like, "Okay, so they're just, they're just literally just gonna expo mm. that through a character just dialoguing it." Uh, yeah. Uh, one quick tangent there, Albin uh, says, "How about that rough night?" No worries, Alan. My my thoughts on that film will be coming up shortly. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but to get back to the mummy, though, it's like so. Neil, you felt like this is the first foray into the dark universe. This whole new kind of world that they mm-hmm. want to do for Universal. What do you think about this as an opening shot for that universe? Well, it's not unattainable. Um, I think they still have a shot at it for sure, but especially based on how they left this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that there's a lot of potential here. Um, now, Marvel started their universe very, very strong with Iron Man. And that was sort of, he was sort of like the flagship tentpole property to bring through all the other ones and to create this giant through line. Um, DC did not do a very good job starting things off with Man of Steel. Um, sort of critically panned, and uh, fans didn't like it that much. And then Batman vs. Superman was even worse. But now they're co- sort of coming back with Wonder Woman. So, I think there's still hope for DC because of what we've seen from Wonder Woman just uh, two or three weeks ago. So, I think that if they play their cards right, this Dark Universe could turn out well. Uh, it's not exactly... It's, um, basically, what I'm trying to say, it's not exactly like a nail in the coffin for them Okay. with okay. this movie. They can still come back. If, if DC can come back and make Wonder Woman, I'm positive that... Uh, Universal can make the Dark Universe work. They just, I think they really need to learn from the mistakes they made in this one. Mm. Well, I mean, it certainly seems like they've set up uh, Russell Crowe and his Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde character to kind of be the connector between all these different films that they plan on doing. He can kind of be, given the conceit that he kind of runs a paranormal agency, Mm -hmm. he can touch all these different properties and just kind of pop up uh, as needed. Uh, But I felt like, I don't Neil, how did you feel about him as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? I thought, I Honestly, it could have been 
it, it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I really dug the subtle, or to me it was subtle, the subtle accent change between the two characters. Um, so Dr. Uh, Dr. Jekyll was more, um, he seemed more, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but he seemed more straight like Londoner. And Mr. Hyde felt like more of like a northern English accent, like dropping a lot of his uh, dropping a lot of his consonants and everything when he was talking. And I thought that was really interesting for but, him for him to make that sort of a choice. But I also felt like the look of him it was basically just Russell Crowe, but with like just like grayer skin. Yeah, but I mean, Frank, what would you want besides that? Like, you want him to like buff up? You want him to like gain muscle mass suddenly from? this change or we, we well, are, it's like a werewolf thing you know yeah like they gain size we're living in a world where a, a mummy has come back after <laughs> thousands of years it, it being held in a tomb i think we could buy into uh, somebody gaining muscle mass as they turn into uh, well, i'm not saying that isn't plausible in the universe i'm just saying like i don't want to see that effect you know <laughs> don't need a, to Got it. yeah i don't need to i think i thought yeah it's a, it's a little they could have done a little bit better but i wouldn't i wouldn't want them to go bigger with it i don't think uh i'm i'm liking what emmanuel garcia is saying in the chat studios should try to make good individual movies and not focus too much on making shared universe is uh yeah i mean there's definitely that like why start making something really good and then expand yes I feel like that's. I mean, even though Marvel did have their long-term plan, yeah, they still kind of, plan, yeah, they yeah. still kind of treated it as solo stuff that yes. eventually tied in, and I thought was all the better for it. Yeah, I think like as Neil was mentioning, DC went too fast, too mm-hmm. soon, and it feels like Universal is doing the same thing. The last thing I want to ask you about this film, uh, Neil, is uh, getting back to Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, because basically the way he kind of staves off these transformations is that he needs to just take injections to kind okay. of stave off the transformation. Sure. But he has to take so many, and we see so little of them in the film. But he's taken so many of these; like it seems like almost like these these injections are good for like one hour at most. Oh, I was getting really tired of how often he needed to inject himself. Hmm. Did you feel that same way, Neil? Yeah, I felt like well, it was. I guess it was sort of sped up by the like how much time they could include him in the movie. I felt like it would have benefited from seeing him do that, like. Just sort of like before you even like really see his face, maybe like in the first time you see him when it's all dark and you don't really know. Who, they're trying to keep a secret like who he is, but everyone knows it's Russell Crowe. It would have been cool if he like stepped to the side a little bit, injected himself, and then introduced himself as Russell Crowe. And then later in the scene where, um, in, 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 the, in the second scene where you see it, it would have played a lot better because then there would have been a decent time gap between the yeah. two. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I felt like it, it's from... The, the duration of time between those two scenes where he was injecting himself, it felt like it maybe lasted three hours. Yeah. Well, uh, in defense of the not changing, Lee Jen in the chat says, in the book, Hyde wasn't a monster, just his personality was drastically different from Jekyll. Yeah, all right. So not a physical change, but more like your persona. True. I mean, I guess we're just so, uh, been so we're influenced used to by, it. yeah. Well, I like how, how many people remember Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde. No, no, I do not. You didn't see that. that movie? No. Oh no, that was so. Anybody? Neil? No. Chat room going to no, be like I what? I remember some movie in the nineties, and I'm like, okay, now I'm like, great, it does exist, right? But yeah, it was like a guy, and he turned into a woman, but um, it created like major problems because like it. That was obviously a very physical change difference, but like her personality was completely different from his too. Yes. So um, oh, I thought that was a cool. Movie. I want to say it was like nineties. 
Oh, all right. And crickets. Everyone's <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because the no, one wait, thing about just this this thing, Neil, with the with the, the that serum that he needs to use, like if you only knew that this was going to last an hour, maybe three hours, if we're speculating at most. I would always know exactly when that was happening and when I needed to inject myself. It always seems in this film that he's always caught by surprise, like, oh, wait, oh, no, it's happening. I need to get this serum. Like, you should know by now how quickly you need the serum, and I would always have that on lockdown. Yeah, exactly. It almost felt like he was, okay. like, dancing on the razor's edge by the end there. Yeah. Like, he would just, he would just like, he would get really close to it almost to, like, taunt himself and be like, ah, I'm starting to change. Okay, now it's time to go. And then inject himself, and he's like, Ah, I'm all better. We're good now. <laughs> all right, I found it. It is from 1995. It only has a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, and it stars, top build cast is Sean Young as Helen Hyde. Oh. And Tim, is it pronounced Daly? Daly? Oh, yeah, from uh, Wings. Uh, is, doctor, is Dr. Richard Jack. So it's they don't do Jackal. But, um, oh. And also Harvey uh, Fernstein. I'm like, Firestein? Yeah. Firestein, yeah, I'm like I can't pronounce oh, stuff. Wow. He's in it too. Um, Jeremy Piven's in it. Oh, nice. Uh, there's a lot of people in this movie. And I just remember, like, I mean, it's one of those. It might be horrible now, but as a kid, I'm like, this, this is a cool movie. It was a TV film or a studio? No, it was a live studio really? film. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Man. Oh, Carrie Lee Jen remembers the movie. Yay! Thank you. I'm glad somebody else does. <laughs> Uh, but that was a cool interpretation of it where it wasn't, like, a physical monster, but, like, um, they just changed, like, the sex of the character, which that in itself is like, well, that's a big change that you could deal yeah. with. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, as Alvin in the chat uh, agrees with me, thank you, Alvin, uh, he, is, he was always surprised when he needed to inject. That's true. And it was just got ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, Neil, all in all, would you tell our, our beloved mm. listener, uh, viewers to go see this film? Absolutely not, Frank. <laughs> Ah, don't right. just don't just uh, get it from a library maybe okay. later there's better things in theaters right now yeah I will say that it was better than I, I think I might like it a little bit better than the other movie I saw this weekend all right which we'll get to in just a moment uh, rounding out our top five 47 meters down starring Mandy Moore uh, made 11.5 million dollars slow clapping from <laughs> Gary Lane on that one well, good job Gary we did not do so well on our predictions. No, us. what uh, we, we? Yeah, that was the one we predicted, right? We thought that one was going to be. Boy, I was in the middle. There you go. Yeah. So you bet it way higher, right? Oh, oh no! Well, our bet was on rough. Uh, on oh, rough, rough night. night. Okay, yes. what did we but say? But just in oh, terms of our top five, we didn't five. say it in the top five, right? Yeah. Right. Got it. Got uh, it. Yes. Uh, well, Carrie had forty-seven meters down in her top five. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, it, huh? was, it was number five. I did. Yes, I forget. Yeah, okay. you argued that it was a summer movie and sharks do well. I like that. I forgot. Now praise me. I forgot. Praise yeah. me. No, we're not going to praise you, Carrie. You have to remember what you say. I'm just pointing out facts. Uh, and Patrick in the chat, who goes to libraries these days? This person right here. Free movies, free books, free books on tape. It's awesome. Best way go. to get DVDs. Like, that's the way to go. It's your tax dollars at work. Like I mean, yes, I have Netflix, access to Hulu and Amazon, but still, there are random movies that, like, go to my library and get it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Exactly. Uh, so, of course, the the subject of this week's uh, weekend's box office bet was the Scarlett Johansson comedy, Rough Night. Uh, early, early, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I searched my phone on Friday mor- uh, uh, Saturday morning, 
just to check out mm. where the later box office was, and it was not looking good. Mm. For... <laughs> I did the same thing. It was like three million, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. rough for rough nights. So I was like, I am. I, yeah. I I shot for the moon. I went nineteen million dollars on my box office bet. Disappointed in all you box office breakdown viewers. You did not join me to at least get it to sixteen million. It barely got a little over eight million dollars. <sighs> Uh, not so good. So I said, all right, while I'm seeing Cars 3, I will take the bullet and Rough Night starts right after that it's over. Oh, so I will go and jump feature. in and check that out. Uh, and it's <laughs> uh, it's not a great movie. It's not. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a very cliche movie. I feel like I've hit those beats except you just swap the genders. Right. You know, and so, I mean, there are little, you know, there's a woman that was, it was a very dead theater that I went to go see it in. But there was a woman that was sharing the kind of the same row with me, but she was about like half. I was sitting at the end; she was about halfway in. Man, this was like the funniest movie she had ever seen because she cackled a lot. Uh, I've it, had that where you sometimes it helps to see it with an audience when you go, "When am I supposed to be laughing?" Because there's certain movies I know are comedies, and I'm like, I'll find my friends who've seen it and laugh, and I'm like, "You're watching it with me, so I know when I'm supposed to be." So that's funny that you're like, "That's supposed to be funny," yeah, but well, it's not. There were just moments in there where the characters do the the dumbest thing just for the mm. sake of like trying to get to a funny beat or a moment, yeah. and you're like, oh, this frustrates the heck out of me. It frustrates me when, when it's men filmed kind of kind of do like whether it's um, uh, whatever the stupid uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, The Hangover. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. I like Hangover as a movie. I don't think it's a good comedy. Hmm. Like, it was a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But as a comedy, I didn't really laugh much. And I saw it with a packed theater. Because I was like, okay, maybe I, I'm like, I should go see this, like, with a crowd. And no. Uh, yeah. I yeah. will say, if you ever wanted to see Ty Burrell in a Speedo, uh, this is the movie for you. Okay. He does wear a Speedo. He does look good in it. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, he looks great. He rocked that Speedo, man. Oh, man. He rocked it. All right. Well, I'm just going to go have to just. All right, Neil, I'll, where'd you I'll, go? Neil? I'll, I'll be back. Hold on. <laughs> Neil's running out to a, a quick late night show. Woo. Since we're here till 4 a.m., he's got plenty of time to go right? see it and come back and, and tell us how it was. Uh, yeah, it's just, and, and basically it's a film where everybody gets in, like they, they get in way over their head in a situation, and by the end of it, there is like zero consequences. And, you're like, and should they have just told the truth from the beginning? Uh, then they wouldn't have a movie. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that great of a film. So, uh, but there is a, a gentleman in the film that does wear a diaper and drives a long distance. So, if, you, if you're if you a fan of a gentleman wandering around in a diaper... Make a pit stop. You can't. You can't. If you're trying to get down to Florida, you need to go and you can't stop. Whatever. All right. So, uh, my thoughts about Rough Night is that is another uh, one you can skip. Wait till it comes to you at home. That's the best way to go watch it. Do not pay good money to go and see that. Yeah, go see Wonder Woman again. No, I'm going to look up another one because we didn't know the name last week and I felt bad. Oh, wait, we do need to make an apology correction. We were talking about Creature from the Black Lagoon last week, but we said Swamp Thing on our show. I don't know if it was me or you, I forget, but people Uh, in the chat... That was me, I think I said it. Okay. Um, One of those doesn't matter. We were all thinking Creature from the Black Lagoon, but that's not what came out. And people in the chat, which I love that all of you are on it, everybody's like leaving comments going, um, excuse me, that's the wrong thing, which absolutely, those are totally different things, but it's one of those like, you think the right thing and the, just not the right word. So in vain of that, I'm going to look up the name of a movie so that I don't say it wrong. All right. So Neil, while Carrie does that, could you just please take a moment there to apologize (laughs) to the viewers? Oh my God, you guys. I'm so sorry. But I did catch the, I think, what was it, The Hand? 
from the creature from the Black Lagoon in uh, yes in, in uh, the, the mummy. mummy. There you go. And also a vampire skull. Yes. Okay. So the movie where um, we were talking about this last week, and in theory that sounds really stupid, but I'm like, no, really, if you just look at what they are, it's not really the right, wrong way to say it. There was. When Rough Night came out, there's lots of trailers. I had seen tons of trailers. Then I was like, the black one. Because there's another one that's like the same concept, four women, bachelorette kind of thing. And I could not remember the name because I had only seen one trailer. But Rough Night, I had seen a few, so that's my defense of not knowing the name. So it's called Girls Trip. Now, that one, I think, actually looks funny. Well, watching I, that trailer. Yeah, there, there's definitely an inciting incident in Rough Night that I think does not exist in Girls Trip, so I think it'll make it all the better for it. Okay. This, this incident in Girls in Rough Night just makes it so tough to just really, mm. uh, yeah, just make it to, to get by that and just kind of enjoy yeah. it as a comedy. Yeah. So I just know somebody kind of was like, uh, you don't remember the name? And I'm like, I know, I totally forgot. So <laughs> Girls Night, I, that one, like, have you seen the trailer for it? I have. Because, yeah, it's, you go, okay, basic idea, but that one actually looks amusing. Like, there's moments in it that I'm like, okay, some, yes, some of it looks stupid. But some of it, I'm like, all right, I could get behind that. Oh, all right. So. so maybe when that comes out, I'll be like, here's my thoughts. <laughs> maybe. We get a maybe mm-hmm. for that. Yes. Uh, now, one other film that uh, did not make it in the top five again, kind of been sinking a little lower in our box office totals, though, was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And, you know, while Neil was seeing The Mummy, he also said, you know what, maybe I should see another film. Mm. Neil, what did you think? Ugh. Oh wow, man, you had a rough weekend. <laughs> I did. I had a rough, I had a rough weekend. Uh, me and my friends decided to go see it. We tried for the eight p.m. It was, it wasn't sold out, but the seats were like it was uh, nah. like you pick your seat, I guess, assigned yep. seating, and the seats were far apart from each other. So we're like, nah, we'll, when's the next show? Was and this it was, a, was it in a screening room of like six people? Because like, how could you? No, it was it was okay. I go to the. I, I guess I won't just yell out what theater I go to, but oh, because you don't want to stalking you down. I understand. Right, I have fans, Frank. Okay, <laughs> relax. My bad. They 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 follow me. Stalker alert. Um, but I have uh the no the 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 theater I was in probably honest to God had about forty seats in it. It's a it's a very small okay. screen. Yeah, and they use it for movies like yes. this. That can't sell out a whole theater, but yep. do sell tickets. Does the so, theater have reclining seats? Yes, it does. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, it's downstairs, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> cool, guys. Talk your secret code now. Frank, we'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you later, man. <laughs> we'll go see a movie. Hey, it's good theater. Um, but so, the, so we decided not to go to yeah. that one, and we ended up going to the 11 o'clock. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Got out at like one thirty. There's like an hour of goddamn trailers before that movie starts, mm. and so we're just. And I love trailers, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh man, when are we gonna get out of here? Mm-hmm. Um, the movie itself, uh, it has its appeal, but there's so many things that, I mean, a f- a, okay, fine, it's a pirates movie, but there's things that don't make physical sense, like um, uh, there's that bank heist in the beginning. Where they're okay. just literally just trailing a building behind a carriage of horses. Yep. And it doesn't make any sense. And while it's funny, I was just like, okay, well, I can't suspend that much disbelief. <laughs> um, however, I felt like uh, Javier Bardem was fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the most fantastic villains in a Pirates movie, I would say. Um he and the, and the the animation on him was really cool. The animation on some of his uh, on some of his uh, cronies, some of his shipmates, was overdone a little bit. Um, 
I think you see it in the trailer, like, some of their, uh, like, they're, they're all sort of in, they're not, they're not really intact, but they're, like, still, a, they're still uh, together as, like, a, I don't know how to describe it. They're, like, missing parts of their body, but they're still able to, like, move those parts as if they're still connected. Hmm. So, like, they're missing, like, the from their shoulder to their elbow, but then, like, their forearm still moves as if it's connected. Hmm. And sometimes that's really weird because there's, like, part of a chest and part of a face. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of arms flying around. And I don't know who is connected to what. And that was a little weird. Stardrew asked, so the pirates were worse than the mummy then? I would say, <laughs> to me, yes, for one oh. reason. Ooh. I think because the mummy had a scene where there was, like, a thousand camel spiders. And I, I said to myself, now that's something I haven't seen in a movie before. <laughs> and so I decided for that reason only, <laughs> I, <Okay>. prefer, <laughs> I prefer the mummy. Oh, okay. But did you feel, because I fell in with the Pirates film, and I guess it's, it's just symptomatic of uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. It's like, that is a character that does not change, really. Right. From film to film, he has done really no. no, I mean, he is pretty much stays, how he is right now in this film is how he's always been. And it just kind of yeah. gets frustrating. Oh, I disagree. I think he has changed... Uh, for the worse in, in um, this movie. He is way too not Jack Sparrow in this movie. God. He in Jack Sparrow from the first one and even through I think through the whole three. Like if you remember in the first one, the minute he knew Will Turner's name, he formed that whole plan in his head. He had a whole they had a whole mm. thing locked down. He's like, I'm gonna do this and this is gonna happen and I can know that this person's gonna do this and it's gonna end with me having that coin and fighting Barbosa and then giving it back and killing him and the whole thing. Hmm. Like, he sort of planned that whole thing out and Will, like, called him on it, too, before that final fight scene starts in the first one. He's like, you knew you had this whole planned out from the moment you knew my name. He's like, well, yeah. None of that happens in this movie. He is just, like, a lethargic, just hole in the wall who's literally just bringing everybody down around him. And it's sort of depressing to watch. So, uh, Neil, Courtney in the chat asks, do you think this should be the last Pirates movie? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought the third one should have been the last one. But I think I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to keep going. I mean, it makes really good international money. Right. Um they mm-hmm. had a they had a tease at the end. Yeah. Um to keep it going. Mhm. Um I don't I mean it, if it's not the last one, they really I think they should to punch something else into it or at least just make Jack like sort of how he was. Because that sort of brought the whole first film together. And, um, yeah, I felt like it had problems, but it's not without redemption. Sort of like uh, the Dark Universe franchise. Okay. I mean, but Jeffrey Rush, I mean, he's this is his story, for this, certainly, in this film. And uh, he sells it by the end. I would, right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I felt like he, he was a little out of character mm-hmm. working with um, who he was working with in the movie. Yeah. But... Um, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit too much groveling at one point for me, um, from coming from Barbosa. But um, uh, yeah, I felt, I feel like you're right, Frank. I feel like it's definitely more geared uh, towards him. But you don't really know that going in. So no. if 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 that's the conclusion you're drawing from it, then the then you have to admit that like the pacing and the the structure of the story is off because. It doesn't really clue you into that until later on. No, that's very true. And I don't know if – because I don't know if people are going to get uh, – Disney's going to get people coming to see this film. Like, hey, it's Barbosa's story as opposed to – like, no, no. You, you get your boy Chet and Jack Sparrow back. He's he's cool. Come and see him. Hmm. 
So know. yeah. So uh, look at that, Neil. Look at you. <laughs> now, uh, before we continue on with other stuff, though, let's just touch base with Caroline about all the films that she's seen on her box office bet. <sighs> all right, there we go. Those crickets <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> I need to make a list. There you go. If you guys want to be very bored and such, let me know. Oh, they oh they'll, they'll start calling you out right here in the chat. They'll let <laughs> no, you know exactly what you missed. Tweet at me. Give me a list of what they are. Now, feel free to throw them in the chat, too, folks. We well, need I'm to... not going to remember. <laughs> well, I got, I got a notebook and you got a paper. So yeah. I mean, I got the... Yeah, we could do that. Uh, so basically, folks, uh, in international news, we've got uh, there are a lot of moving parts here this weekend, including a lot of debuts of two animated threequels, Cars 3 and Despicable Me 3 internationally, mm. and The Return of the Mummy, leading to its sophomore offshore frame and nearing $300 million globally. So even though it's not doing great domestically, internationally, it's still still doing big numbers. Mm. Wonder Woman, meanwhile, is close to lassoing uh-huh, $300 million overseas and is reached $571.8 million in worldwide grosses. So uh, Cars 3 opened up in uh, 21.3 in 23 markets as part of a staggered release, with domestic also starting off, uh, basically got to a worldwide total of $74.8 million. So the overseas debut in the same markets and at today's exchange rates puts Cars 3 9% ahead of Cars 2 and 29% ahead of Cars, yet 9% 9 behind Monsters University. So I, I'd be curious to see because I feel like Toy Story. There's well, I thought even after three that would might be it, but they're going to sure. do a fourth one. What? Yeah, they're uh, doing a Toy Story four. Really? Uh, I, I'll be curious to see if this is kind of the end of the Cars story because it definitely ends on a good note where you could sure. just like, see, like, yep, this, this is good. But it does. I mean, merchandising alone for this. I mean, the last film brought in ten billion dollars in merchandising alone. Kids love toy cars anyway, so now yeah. it's like they're personified. They're people, sort of. Yeah. So, yeah. I think just for that alone, I gotta imagine there's at least one more yep. car film. You know, I the one thing I want to know in the Cars universe though is how they have children because there are like child cars oh. in this film. How does that even happen? The mechanic stork. <laughs> when a, a male car and a female car like each other, <laughs> there's a tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too as well. All right. Yes. Uh, so uh, Illuminations Despicable Me 3 took advantage of the local holidays to debut in five markets, making $10 million at uh, 686 dates, notably in Australia. It uh, came in at number one, uh, 17% bigger than Despicable Me 2 and 2% mm. under Minions. I'm curious about that. Uh, I've seen I've seen the second and a little bit of the first. Just pick with me. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first and the second. I didn't see the minions. Minions had their own thing, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't see minions, but I saw the first and the second. I liked them. Uh, and uh, we also have Transformers. The last night begins its offshore and domestic rollout on Tuesday this week, mm. uh, hitting China on Friday. It's expected to suck a lot of air out of the international box office. Especially, yeah, internationally, these films do gangbusters. Yeah, I, I. Uh... I'm interested, but I'm like the last one. I was like, Meh, you know, it's the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm excited to see what happens with Michael mm-hmm. Bay is not overseeing the Transformers films. Just mm-hmm. would like to see some new blood in there. <clears throat> what would be your uh, What would you be your wish list for Transformers directors? Oof, man, it's uh, it would be I would uh, Ryan Johnson would be kind of interesting to see what he would do, but I mean, I don't know if he'd. I don't know if he'd want to come over and do something like that. I think visually he'd be kind of interesting. 
How about you, Neil? Um, I don't know. Edgar Wright? God, do you see him actually doing a Transformers film, though? Yeah, but it'd be fun. It would be fun, <laughs> but I just, man, I can't. They would have to. I don't even know if, know if they could bring up enough money for him to say, like, yeah, I'd rather put my own stuff, especially after what happened with Marvel. Mm-hmm. For him to get so involved in a series and then, who knows, deal with all the like internal politics of the Transformers franchise. Would he want to go back into something like that? I'm shrugging for the people listening. I'm like, mm. yeah. Plus, come on, Neil. Be honest. Would you rather see a, a, a Edgar Wright Transformers film or an original Edgar Wright film? That's a good point, Frank. But uh, if we only had original Edgar Wright films, we wouldn't have Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that's uh, true too. And, uh, right. This sounds a little bit dark, but I do agree with Sarah in the chat. The last Transformers movie was the only movie where I ever wanted the female protagonist to die. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she was such an annoying and dumb character. Her boyfriend was mediocre as well but they were yeah. just so frustrating and dumb and i didn't care about them at all it was, it was like i want them to like mm. like i was fine with mark Wahlberg. he was fine he's cool i can get on board with him being the next guy next shia fine yeah but i get but really tired his of sidekicks the- Oh yeah, but I was also tired of that dynamic. It's like I, you know, you're my baby girl. I don't want to, you know, let you out into the world like that. Got really tiresome. Oh yeah, but like, that's Please. part of it too. Like, but if she had been more an interesting character, that might have worked better. Maybe, it but it, it got old real fast. But he he was on the uh, the Graham, <clears throat> excuse me, the Graham Norton show uh, this past weekend saying that this will be his last Transformers film. So whether that means he uh, lives or dies, who yeah. knows? But at least uh, his yep. his involvement in the franchise will yes. end with this film. So. Uh, and other milestones real quick there, since uh, Neil helped contribute to this. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Nintendo Tales, reached $500 million overseas, becoming the number three offshore release of 2017, sitting behind The Mouse's Beauty and the Beast at number two in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at number four. So look at that. Mm. Uh, so yes, so the, uh, now speaking of Transformers films, as we just mentioned, there's only one film coming out and release this week, and that is going to be Transformers uh, Age of Extinction, I believe that's the name of mm-hmm. that, that beautiful Age. film. Oh, no, night. the last night. Oh, no, the that's last the last night. One. That's right. Yep. Age of Extinction was the previous. The one. last one. Yep. So, uh, and this one, who knows? There's, uh, I, you know what? I'm tired of in the Transformers films is Optimus Prime getting like blowed up and then having to come back to life. I'm tired of that. Please yep. let's not this be a film where either Bumblebee or Optimus Prime have to get blowed up yep. and then reassemble to be back even bigger and better than before. Blah. Tired of that one. Mm-hmm. But that is our only film coming out this week, so that'll be the only film that we'll be doing the box office bet on. Next week we'll have a nice selection of films, but uh, to choose yes. from. But we'll be betting on that. We did our top five too. Yes, Neil and I worked on our list. I love it. So <laughs> we thought real quick, since we don't really have many other films to, to to bet on for the box office bet, we will do something real quick here. Is that uh, Nelbin, one of our, our our faithful viewers? tweeted at me earlier this week saying, hey, what about uh, doing something about uh, giving your uh, midway point of the year your top five films? Are we already midway? Yeah, almost. Ish. Yeah, we're, we're just weeks. So, yeah, so yeah. I was like, all right, so why not? So why, yeah. we thought this would be a cool thing to say. So okay. far, the films we've seen this year, where do they kind of fall? What are our top five choices of films okay. we've enjoyed? Are we going five to one? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, go for sure. it. Sure. Okay. All right. Carrie, you've, you've written, you've worked I on this list. I wrote mine down. All right. Um, <clears throat> Because I was like, I'm not going to remember. Okay, so five, I know some of you are going to be like, well, mm, but... Okay, and then these are also movies like, yes, there's a lot of other good ones, but these are ones that I'm like, I enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed the experience watching. So, technically, I put them together because they both on their own were... But the Underworld and Resident Evil end of the franchise films, because those were fun 
to because I like the franchises, so I'm gonna put that as like a there is one thing because by themselves, probably I liked Resident Evil more than I liked Underworld's ending because there were things with Underworld I was just kind of annoyed with. Um, and Resident Evil had some new stuff that was cool, but I'll put that together as five. Um, four, I like uh, representing for the independent cinema out there and film festivals. Uh, I liked uh, Lipstick Under My Burka, which, uh, f- if you guys remember me talking about that back when I was doing the Indian Film Festival, uh, they did, I think, get actual release now in India because they were banned at first because apparently strong female characters was not cool and them talking about things that are real and real issues women deal with was not okay over there. So they uh, finally were allowed. Um, <laughs> Alvin goes, really, Carrie? Those are bad movies. They should be. Uh, they should have ended a long time ago. This is true. They're not amazing. <laughs> but in enjoyment of the franchise, and that's why I put them together. All right. Uh, and then number three, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number two, Wonder Woman. Uh, and number... Now I feel bad saying it that way. But um, I was probably going to say John Wick 2, because that was just... I love the first one. Um, but I feel almost my Wonder Woman, John Wick, could be like... Mm. They can hover between one and two. Gotcha. All right. It depends what mood you're in. If you want, like, Hitman, shoot him up stuff, or, like, awesome action. It, I mean, they're both really, really good action. Mm. So apparently I like action movies. It's part of my list, too. All right. Well, we see where I, I Carrie's mind is at yeah. for the beginning part of the year. How about yeah, you, you know. Neil? At uh, my number five, I have Fate of the Furious. Really interesting. Okay. I enjoyed it. Thought it was a great time. That was, I almost considered, but I was annoyed by some stuff. Oh, and wait, sorry, quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Somebody, uh, was Rogue One, Rogue One didn't come out January no, to now. It came out in December. Yeah, guys, we're doing January to now. Just so y'all know. All right, please continue. Uh, so, Fate of the Furious at number five, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 2 mm-hmm. at number four. Number three, getting clawed up by Logan. Uh, number two is Pieced Together by Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. And number one, my favorite movie of this year so far, is Wonder Woman. Nice. Wow, interesting. A lot of superheroes and a lot of franchises in there, Frank. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Look at you. Uh, you know, for me, I guess I will go... Oh, stuff with like with John Wick there in the mix there. Uh, well, Carrie reminded me of that. I like Serenity Point Out. Uh, Power Rangers is on their list. I actually almost considered Power Rangers because I'm like, that was actually fun this year. I mean, no, it's not like, again, movies that maybe aren't like, that was amazing. But it was a very fun and entertaining movie. And that would, I was having that discussion with Neil before the show. There are plenty of movies that are good. And but you maybe wouldn't rewatch it or like I need to see it again or something like you watch it the one time and that's good and it's satisfactory. But I, I want ones where I'm like that was really fun and like I had a good like you feel good after. Oh. I'm not. As, I watch depressing ones, but I don't want to as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think I will go. I'm gonna go uh, Logan number five. Uh, Logan number five. I'm gonna do. Uh, Score, uh, a, a film yeah. music documentary mm-hmm. that uh, yep. is going to start coming out in limited release uh, this week and next in mm-hmm. New York and LA, and then kind of goes wide in the next couple months. But it basically, it's a, I talked about it a few weeks ago. It's a great documentary about the people that are responsible for uh, doing all those great scores that you listen to in films, and it's mm-hmm. a really cool documentary. Uh, four for that, I will go. I think I'm going to go. Oh, cars. Ooh. I think yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to. I'm going to go. I guess I'll go John Wick 3, Cars 3, 2. I guess I'll go Wonder Woman 1 because I feel like I'm compelled to go at least watch certain sequences of that film. I would I'd love to stop Wonder Woman. Like, that ending just still kills me. But the beginning parts and all of the No Man's Land are great. 
I do need to jump in because a couple people have... Oh, uh, two two things. One, explain what SCORE is one more time because someone's oh, sure. like SCORE. SCORE, it's a, a film music a film music documentary. And it's uh, they basically talk to all the people, that all these composers that do the scores for films. Uh, like Hans Zimmer, uh, uh, Barry McReady, a variety of other ones. And basically just kind of tells you, brings you into their life and the contributions they do to... Uh, and what they add and how they can help salvage films. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, and then a couple people were like, wait, what about Get Out? Um, Get Out was, I was mm. all, I was thinking about that That's one as well. Um, my only thing with it is it reminds me a lot of another movie, which nobody's comparing it to the other one. And I don't want to say because that spoils it. Um, but there's another film that came out a long time ago that when watching Get Out, I'm like, everyone's like, oh my gosh. So There's a lot of things in it that are amazing. It's great that they made that film. But I'm like, did you see this other movie? It's the same kind of plot. Like, I saw the ending coming because I had already seen this other film. So that was my only hang-up on Get Out because it's when I saw it, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's so new and so original. Which, oh, that kills me. <laughs> I don't mind. Awesome movie. Don't say it's new and original when there's like, here's the other one. Did you see the other one? No? Okay, that's fine. But I was asking Neil and he hadn't seen it. And I can't tell you what it is because then that would spoil Get Out if you haven't seen Get Out. But... No, that's a that is a really good film. I, but I it was really press, good. I did really like it. Our, so. It was close to going to the top five. I would, I mean, for sure, at least six. Uh, I could see that sticking around. So the way the summer's been going so far, I could see that sticking around and making it into a top ten by the end of the year. It'll be interesting to see what we would add to our list as we go on. Actually, I feel we should do this in like thirds because <laughs> I feel like it'd be such a long gap of time. Yeah, to see what drops off. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got Spider Man. We yeah. still got uh, you know the, the Last Jedi. Those are at least just two big ones that I can think of. Okay, a lot of people are like, "What is the movie?" Um, tweet at me, and I'll figure out a way to privately tell you because I don't want to spoil it for people. Oh, so right. there, ha! Gotta make you do the social media thing. I wow. got my phone right now. I could probably be like, because <clears throat> if I say it in the chat too, if people haven't seen it, it'd be like, what? No. Okay. And Neil can't see it either. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I agree. We should do this again because uh, in two weeks, uh, I'm pretty sure Baby Driver is going to be on my top five. Oh ah, yes. yes, that looks so good. Oh, be oh everyone, cool. Tim's like we've all seen Get Out. Tell us which movie. I know. Okay, uh, hint. Um, Mm. Oh, it is. Oh, great! That gives it away too. I'm like, F -f -f -f. it. Uh, the movie that I saw is a is connected to another movie in the '80s involving Haiti. Let's oh, see how far right. of a film rabbit trail you guys fall for that. Boy, uh, have fun, everybody! Oh, if you don't have Enjoy. Twitter, no. Okay. Um, main actresses. Oh no! I'm like I'm. That's it. She's, ah. You're not going to tell like the main actress, so people could just look up the film if they want. Oh, hold on. Actually, there we go. I'll, I'll look it up because I'm like I'm blanking on her name. And right. I want to say it right, but continue. Tell them uh, the distribution company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell them the opening box office for its uh, for opening weekend for that film. That that'd what be. What was good its uh, first to second week drop off? <laughs> Stop it. So while uh, Carrie's looking Kate at Kate Hudson, up. stars Kate Hudson. Oh, I know the film. Don't say it. Okay. But see, if you you know what I'm talking about, if you've seen that movie, Get Out has a very similar plot line. So I knew already that I'm like, yeah. But nobody compared it to that. And I'm like, That's... really? Did nobody see this other? Because the other one is really good too. That is a key point, Carrie Lane. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. <laughs> we do puns on this show, so I hope you all are listening. <laughs> oh, great. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Neil's on board. Are you? He. Okay, fine. Neil, plug your ears for a second. Fine. The other movie is connected to A Serpent and the Rainbow. Which, oh. that's an excellent film, too, if you guys haven't seen that movie. And then there's this one with Kate Hudson and then Get Out. So it's one of those. It'd be a triple feature. Oh, all right. There you, you know, go. I'm just saying. Uh, so as I mentioned, Transformers, <laughs> the, last, uh, the Last Night is our only entry. And what we like to do is we like to do a little box office rewind. Somebody that's been in an upcoming film, kind of look yeah. back at their career. It's our boy Mark Wahlberg. You know, what, what? when he's not doing Wahlbergers. You know, and not doing the Italian hmm. job, you know, which uh, still is being labeled as a possible uh, sequel for that coming. Also, there's still no release date for the $6 million man, or I think mm. the $6 billion man they're doing it mm-hmm. this time. But I, I would love to see an updated take on that film. But uh, they still have no director attached. So. Uh, Legion, no to your question. Said, was the mom involved? No. Hmm. Not right. really. It was something else, which if you haven't seen that movie, it's a really good movie, too. Um, yeah, I like a lot of these movies on this list for Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, coming out for number five for him is a film that has a, has a, a sequel coming out soon. Mm. Uh, Daddy's Home from Paramount Pictures made $38.7 million. I have not seen that film. Did uh, you? I have not, though uh, second one's trailers have dropped and they look funny. And uh, my friend uh, works on some of the promotional uh, online uh, commercials for it, and those look funny, too. And we've got Mel Gibson back here, which should be intriguing to see how he does mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, number four, The Perfect Storm from Warner Brothers back in 2000, $41.3 million. I don't think I saw that one. Not a bad film. You know. Okay. Uh, number three, Ted from Universal back in 2012, $54.4 million. See, there's a comedy I actually really enjoyed. However, the only problem with Ted is if you've never seen Flash Gordon, you'd be like, you know. But I'd say almost 75% of the humor is because they're all referencing it so many times and like just they're love of it and I, I talked to some other people I'm like but you haven't seen oh. like they hadn't seen Flash Gordon before they saw Ted but I feel like you don't have to have seen no, that you're because you're like them then then you're so excited and pumped when they talk about it and everything I feel like it, but Flash, I feel like uh, if, you've, if you've been that only adds but I don't feel like it's like it doesn't detract but it's yeah. like you don't get that extra like cherry on top or that yeah. extra like oomph of it and I feel like you connect more with those characters when you know the film. True. They reference constantly, constantly in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> if know. only they got in Timothy Dalton. That would have been great. But that, that's a comedy. There, uh, When I have to tell people what comedies I think is, are actually funny, I'm like, I like Ted. Oh, I thought right. was funny. And the second one I actually thought was funny, too. Yeah, it was all right. It was not as good as the first. Not as good as the first, but it was funny. Uh, coming in number uh, two, which amazes me. Uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Planet of the Apes from 2001, $68.5 million. This movie bugged the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Fantastic makeup, though. Fantastic makeup in the film. But, man, that story dry, drove me bonkers. I, that's the Tim Burton one, right? Yes. I actually liked it. You cannot tell me that <laughs> that ending. That ending, you're like, what? I, I don't remember the ending, but I remember I liked it. Um, I, but that aside, I love the original Planet of the Apes series, such that the new series, I'm like, I can't get into it. Really? I know, right? Uh, I love the classic one, even though... Yeah. The, but I'm a sucker for the classic makeup, too. Just like the, I know, that's it, why I like it. It looks yeah. cool. I, I mean, fine. the makeup for that stuff is still fun to watch. Uh, side note on, I think people are connecting from Daddy, so I'm talking about Will Ferrell. I will say, though, um, uh, he's better for me in an ensemble. 
Like by himself, I'm like, mm, but in an ensemble, great. So what about like an Anchorman, where he's kind of like the lead in an ensemble? I didn't like Anchorman at all. Okay, no. Kicking and Screaming. Didn't watch that. That's what about Elf. Elf. It's cute, but I don't love it. Okay. Uh, old school liked old school. See, that's an ensemble. That's a good one. Uh, what was the other? Oh, uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> like total <laughs> no hated that no? one. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I like, no. I haven't watched the whole thing in a while, but I, on cable recently it's been playing, and so I've only caught like I only seem to tune into it right when they go to the Catalina Wine Festival or whatever. Mm. Uh, Catalina and, Wine Mixer. Yeah, wine mixer, and they start singing and stuff, and that, for some reason that just uh, mm-hmm. entertains me. So, uh, oh, heartless, not like an elf. No, I like that. I just I didn't do it for me. Uh, and then somebody asked, like uh, Sarah asked, is it better to watch comedies with friends? No, because there's plenty of others. I laugh a lot at TV. At TV, just some movies. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Particular kind of humor, apparently. <laughs> uh, and yes, Patrick, I would say that could be true. Patrick goes, Carrie's hard to please. I can't. When I was talking to my friend, I'm like, my standards of comedy. No, I don't know. I can appreciate a movie. I just may not think it's funny. Oh, all right, look at that. She's a tough you critic. Know, She's a tough just critic. Saying. I've, I had a movie review show, but I wasn't a critic. I, but um, I do write movie reviews sometimes. And you share some of your thoughts. And uh, here. Pat, uh, Tim, I do appreciate that as a joke. Tim turned it into a joke of that's what he said. <laughs> I will take that as, see, that is funny. I, uh, I will laugh at that. Uh, coming in number one for uh, Mr. Walk Bar- Mark Wahlberg. Uh, uh, no surprise, Transformers Age of Extinction, $100 million back there in 2014. Mm, mm-hmm. And now it's back with a sequel, The Last Night Here. Let's see. There you go, which yeah. happens to be the subject of our box office bet, oh folks. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we've gotten to that point. Uh, we're actually, before we make that bet, we've got to do just our top five for next week. Do we see Transformers the last night being number one? You see, yes. Do you see any other difference in any of our lineup? Do you feel everything's just going to go down a notch? I think All Eyes might drop another peg. It might drop two. But um, mm-hmm. I, don't see, I don't see a lot of significant change. Really, you think you think the mummy could actually go up ahead of it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do we think probably. cars can hold on to one? No, I think Transformers will. So Transformers bump and put things down. Uh yeah, I think I could go Transformers being number one, then Cars, then Wonder Woman. I'm, I'm... All eyes on me, and then forty-seven meters. Sure. Interesting. Boom. Why not? I, I feel like the mummy will still hold on just a little bit. I think it'll. I think everything just goes down one. Neil, what do you think? Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think everything goes down one, but um, mummy staying above all eyes. Interesting. Got it. All I right. think. I think there's some direct marketing for all eyes on me. Okay. And uh, I think maybe uh, it's going to peter out a little bit more mm. than than the mummy will. Mm. Okay. Plus, people love that Tom Cruise. You know. Well, I love him. Oh, they, they, they love the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the box office bet. Of course, we have only one film here, but usually we have mm. you folks in the chat vote on which film you want us to do. Since there's only one film being released this week, we'll be doing Transformers. Mm. The last night there, it's going to be releasing in 3,900 theaters from Paramount Pictures, starring your boy Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Should be exciting there. Of course, as the box office bet works, whoever gets closest gets that bragging rights. They're the prognosticator among prognosticators. In fact, Neil was our head prognosticator for last week with Rough Night. The loser, though, will have to go see the film. 
Yeah, maybe share a, like a, a picture on social media that they actually went to the screen. I know. You guys are all calling out on these <laughs> accountability. If you guys don't know, follow us on Twitter. They were doing accountability photos, essentially, of like, look, I'm at the movie. <laughs> all right. Ken Jax is 94 for Transformers. Serenity is going big with 120. Wow. The last one had 100, guys, though, so calm down. Yeah. And it was also terrible. Yes. Yeah, so people might be a little burned out. I'm going to go with... Well, before we bet, do you feel like, in terms of Transformers, do you feel like the appetite... I mean, I, it's going to be number one, but do you feel like the appetite is still there? As I say, to, like something Fast and Furious. People are still ravenous about these films, even eight films in. At five films in, are people still ravenous about Transformers? Not in the U.S., I no. don't think. No, yeah. yeah I, I would agree with you. China, it's going to do huge. Uh, Star Drew... You can't cut. You guys got to pick one number. Sergio goes 88.95. No. Uh, Courtney says 85. Uh, Dean, you're being very specific. I'm just going to round to 92. Alvin says 75. Last one open at 100, guys. So remember that. Mm. Yeah, but man, I these sequels, though, have not been doing so well. This, I mean, you Fast know? and Furious, uh, Fate of the Furious did great, but I, but. Okay. Uh, I might be going lower than my first thought. I actually had a number, and then I had a second number, and then I've chosen a third lower number. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with mine. All right. Feeling the way that this box office has been treating us this summer. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lane, what do you have? 50. Ooh, I went 75. I first thought 75, and then I went 65, and then I'm like, let's go even more conservative. We'll go Interesting. with 50. Though cars did open up. At fifty three. Fifty three. So I mean I'm I know I'm betting low on that one, but I will tell you my first stop was seventy five. All right. Uh yeah. well that, that may, does you no good right now. I know. Neil Plumley, what do you have, sir? It does me good at sixty eight. Oh, oh interesting. Uh and yes, Dean, you can be very exact with your numbers. I'm just not gonna read every digit. <laughs> <laughs> and the screen's a little far away. No. So look at that. All right, we got seventy five for myself, sixty eight for Neil. And 50. 50 for Carrie Lane. Look at that. You know. Well, I'm going go really low-balling this. Honestly, Carrie, I think you're probably going to be the one that's right. And I, I wanted to do 50. I just I didn't I didn't feel safe going that low. You didn't have the guts. Huh? Right? I, well, the guts. A... I think Carrie's gutsier than I am. What? What? No, I totally <laughs> did think the 75. I'm like, no, I should go conservative. 60, 65. 60. No, just 50. I want a gift of that. Just the what-what right there. Yeah. That was great. That's what I want. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look at that. Uh, Neil, do you have anything else you'd like to say about films? Just like in general, we can go on for a while. Okay, about- oh, we'll we get to 4 a.m. Okay, guys, no, no. no we, I'm, just, not, I'm just kidding. No. We're not going to go to 4 a.m.? Um, oh, right. uh, everyone go out and see Transformers and make Carrie wrong. That's right. There you go. Don't, don't, folks, don't you want to see a picture of her actually at screening on social media? What's next weekend? I know I work on Saturday, but maybe Sunday. Oh, look at that. Sundays are when my movie theater is like, it's five, it's 5.50 on Sundays. Well, look theater. at that. Well, I feel like uh, let's get Carrie Lane to see Transformers the last night on Sunday. Share a little picture on social media. Yeah. Get us all excited. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday's a cheap day, too. That's true. Well, and it opens up this up. Wednesday as well. Right. So you've yeah. got extra time. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We did it. Thank you so much. We started a little... Uh, little later than intended, but yet was earlier than our original time, and we're wrapping a little bit sooner. Yeah. So thank you for sticking around with us. We really appreciate it. We'd love having you folks in the chat. You make the show mm-hmm. so much fun to do as a, each and every single week. So, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. 
subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw a thumbs up on there while you're checking it out. And this is comment down below. <laughs> That's it. I like that. Just yeah, there you go. There you scroll that. But if you want to continue yeah. the conversation with us even after the show's over, if you want to ask uh, Caroline like what films you've been seeing from your box office bets, let's see this visual <laughs> proof. <laughs> Caroline, where can they find you? Uh, yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And then um, I have the two films I did for the film competition online. I'm going to make them public, uh, and I'll be tweeting links on that. So my horror film is called How to Get um, How to Get Protein. How, wait, yeah, How to Get Your Protein. We talked about a few different versions. I'm like, wait, what did we decide? How to Get Your Protein. And then I made a documentary called Dad. So I'll be posting all those. Uh, so stay tuned for that so you can watch them. And they're under 10 minutes. Guys, they're like six minutes, pretty much under seven minutes. So won't take much time. Yes, come on, folks. You owe it to <laughs> Carrie Land to go check out her hard work that she's done. She did you know. so well. Yes, look at that. Okay. Uh, award, award nominee. Oh, yes, and then I will post that, too. Uh, I was uh, nominated for Best Comedy Actor for a voiceover job on a uh, film called Super Idiots. I'll post that as well. It's like a goofy animated comedy thing, and I play policewoman, so it's a little higher voice and faster. Love it. So if you are not tired of listening to me on this show, (laughs) you can hear me on that. Neil Plumley, sir, where can they find you? can find me on devices that receive an internet connection at my name with a the in front of it. The Neil Plumley, T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Uh, get at me for stuff. Woo! Just get at him, folks, for just anything that comes to your mind. Just just stuff. Just get at him. Folks, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us here. We'll see you back here next Sunday night for another super hot, scorching edition of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. See ya. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.